I can't even see you. Can't see me? No, not this one. Oh. Let's do this. You can't make this up podcast, Kev Nash. DJ Killer Kev. Hey, Dizzle. Episode 281. Straight to Killer. Killer. Uh, <laughs> break it recording? down. You yeah, got the record. I don't see the. Uh, you got the red dot. I got the red dot. I, okay. got I don't. Dot. I don't see it on my sides. On my sides. So I'm just making sure. Uh, <laughs> it better be recording. I mean, yeah. Killer, you do you see it? Uh, I don't never see it. I don't think. Uh, okay. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen it. Sometimes I'll be on my phone though, and I definitely know my phone shows it, but I'm not certain if the laptop shows it. But I don't see it. It is recording. It got the red dot, 56 seconds, 57 seconds, 58 okay. seconds, one minute. Then it got says, <laughs> uh, so uh, hopefully, hopefully it's recording, because if not, we'll be redoing the pod tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> but straight to killer, man, killer. How yeah. was your week, brother? My week was fantastic, man. I had a great time. Um we did the pod Monday morning, um, got done with the pod, headed straight to Columbus. A few hours later, um, me, the wife, and Peso traveled together. So shouts to CEO Peso, Welcome to Dreamers podcast. He uh, he doing big things with his pod, and uh, he uh, always looking out for your boy. Always He always on go mode. So we in the airport, he taking good quality pics for the profile. Posted up sometime in March, you know, got some, got some, got some pics on deck, but had a decent travels to Puerto Rico. Um, the only thing that was a slight bummer was where everybody was at somehow or another, they had so many reservations. They had probably, I'm going to say 80 to 90 people come to this and majority of majority of them stayed in that hotel but for whatever reason our reservation got a little twisted so me the wife and Paige, so we're at a different hotel but it was literally like a three minute walk so it, it wasn't a terrible situation it was a uh, we spent a lot of our time in the main hotel where everybody was at that uh that hotel was uh had casino, had bar, club, you know, whatever you wanted to do, it had. So, um, shouts to Sha Smoke and his lovely wife, Shay. Uh, my best friend got married, so we took a trip to Puerto Rico and uh, Puerto Rico. Supposed to be, was supposed to be there Monday through Thursday. So, uh, shouts to the big homie, Tony Rock. He came in town. And uh, he he came to the festivities. He was there Monday through Thursday as well. So we did a lot of drinking, um, a lot of uh, running around, getting stuff together for the big day. Uh, we had rehearsal dinner that was really nice. Shouts to Smoke's parents. They laid it out. Real nice restaurant next door to the hotel. Everything was walking distance. Didn't have to get no. It was like a 13 minute ride from the airport. 25 buck cab ride. So it wasn't. It wasn't a terrible situation to get to the hotel. And then from the, from the hotel, a lot of good eats um, within walking distance, a lot of decent little like souvenir shops and CVS, whatever you needed. So we, we did a lot of walking, a lot of drinking, a lot of Puerto <laughs> Rican uh, festivities. Shout to the guys. <laughs> <in> the- 
Shouts to the guys in the bucket. They, they, always, they always pull up. Room, room, room. Got what you need. I bet you do. So. <laughs> Look, bro, you said we did a lot of walking, a lot of drinking. I thought you were say we did a lot of Puerto Ricans. So I was like, yo, <laughs> y'all was lit. Yo, yo, Puerto Ricans don't give a fuck. <laughs> let, let me tell you, it was a girl checking out of the hotel, bro. Me and the wife, uh, cousin D, we all headed to get something to eat. I think Peso was with us too. Um, we're, we're walking out of the hotel, and it was a constant because we didn't stay there. We had to constantly show our ID and back car every time we came into the hotel. But once you had that, they left you alone. So we was getting uh, coming out of the hotel. It was a lady checking out, had on the like the fishnet like throw over that ladies would wear over a bathing suit, mm-hmm. but not but nothing else. That on. was it. Yeah, that was it. Bravo. Mm-hmm. Me, me, me and the wife both hit it with a goddamn. You know? <laughs> it, was, it was one of those, but we, we had a great time. Um, enjoyed, every, enjoyed every second of it. Um, had a great ceremony. Shouts to the wife. Uh, she really held it down for me. That's She kind of kind of came on a quote-unquote free trip, but she got put to work because I was the best man. Me and Cousin D were both the best men, so I had to be in the wedding and try to make, you know, mixes and play music so she had to start the start to finish the ceremony she did amazing dj no mo <laughs> yeah she out here she talked about set up the table so she can practice she she out here so but she uh handled the ceremony great started the cocktail hour mix while i was doing pictures um helped me tear it down and get to the uh where the reception was the ceremony was on the rooftop 12th floor sunset ceremony directly looking like it was like the ocean was right there so i mean a beautiful setting a beautiful time and then during the wedding supposed to be traveling back thursday so you check in for your flight you know all that jazz i'm in mid uh essence getting my caribbean vibe going I look at the i look at the at the phone it's like flight canceled i'm like yo keep mm. the shots I got extremely drunk. Uh, we had a great, I mean, it was like everybody's flights were getting canceled at the same time. You said that was Thursday, right? So that was the actual, the night of the, the big storm. Is that all the cancellations? Well, we were traveling. Our flight was supposed to leave Thursday morning, like 8 o'clock. Uh, we were supposed to fly to New York, and we had a layover in New York to get to uh, Columbus at like 4. So... That changed. They canceled the flight and sent us to Atlanta the following, like, like sent us on Friday morning. So found out Wednesday evening that we weren't leaving until Friday morning. So everybody had an extra day in Puerto Rico. Um, everybody was drunk and had a great time at the wedding. So am I froze? Froze like a month, yeah, okay? Yeah, you froze, but we can hear you though. But uh, um, everybody had was drunk from the wedding. Everybody had a great time. Got a lot of praise. Had the Puerto Rican staff dancing to just the vibe, not knowing that, like, they didn't speak good English. So they was really just, music was just speaking to them. They could tell people were having a good time. So they in the corner doing their little two steps and having a good time. So it was uh, it was amazing. And then uh, a, a literally a lazy day on Thursday. Everybody was laid out at the beach. Uh, the, the, cart, the cart dude was coming around with pina coladas and, you know, rum punch. So... What the weather was like? Oh, uh, it, it was eighty-five degrees every day. Slight, Dang. slight, 
slight humidity. Um, I got up the first day. You know me, I'm an early bird. So um, the first, I didn't sleep this whole trip. It was really one of those like power go trips. So the first night I slept like two hours because I wanted to get and see the sunrise. So I got up like six thirty, went down to the beach. A yoga class is about to start. I almost hopped in. I was just feeling feeling good, but I. <laughs> Ended up just walking around and catching the sunrise and just sitting down, just enjoying that peaceful time. And then I came upstairs, everybody was waking up, and I had already been out two, three hours. So, uh, but that was just it. The only thing about the weather is it rained at some point every day, but the rain only lasted like 20 minutes. And 10 of those minutes, it was a down, just downpour. It's just, we got caught walking back the wedding night to our room. And the three-minute walk, I walked in literally just soaking wet. So, um, in the wedding but, fit? Nah, I had to put on a t-shirt because like, we had got dressed in the main hotel, so I had already changed, mm. left my suit here, left all the. I had brought my DJ equipment, so that was my first time really flying with my turntable, with my mixer, brought my microphone, brought XLR cables, um, just power strip. Just so going through the, we did all carry-ons. So going through Columbus, boy, they saw that shit. I wasn't even thinking. I pulled out my laptop and kept it moving like everybody else. I wasn't even thinking about all the shit I had in my bag. So <laughs> it's, they saw all this electronic boxes. Boy, they pulled my shit, throwing clothes everywhere. So they pretty much unpacked me, <laughs> uh, uh, putting all my turntables and mixtures through. But knowing that coming back, it was much smoother. We had everything in tubs and uh, everything went well. But it was nice to know how to travel with that and know that can be accomplished. So it was it was super nice to go DJ in Puerto Rico, you know, something I'll never forget, something I got to do for my best friend of 33 years. You know, I met Smoke when I was seven years old, so not, not a better person in my life that I could think I could go do that for. So it was a super dope time, yeah. man, and we uh we got extremely extremely wasted. It was a lot of drinking. We have I think we had seven bottles of Hennessy in three in Damn. three oh, yeah th- three or four days. We was buying two bottles at a time. Going through them. That's impressive. Out of, <laughs> out of this entire story, what's impressive though? You said I'm impressed that somebody can gather 90 black folks and coordinate it to get them all to another country and just make it happen. <laughs> yeah. I don't know yeah. 90 people I can coordinate anything with and it and it happened and sound like a, as good of a time as that. That's impressive. And then what made it real dope is like both families have no qualms about being black. No, like they are all, all all okay with being black. So the night before everybody left, they were all in the lobby, took over half the lobby, playing like black card revoke, and that shit got so turned. Everybody <laughs> cars right there, you know, had a little music going, but we just created our own vibe, did our own thing. Everybody was like, shit, I spent fifteen hundred to get here. I'm gonna do what the hell I want, you know. So. <laughs> beautiful sceneries um it was just a beautiful time and it was uh it was great i got a couple questions for you yeah who out of everybody that you told you was going to dj a wedding (laughs) in puerto rico for figured it out it was smoke that was getting married prior to yes um probably two co-workers Maybe three, three co-workers that have grown up with me and us in the city that work with me at Edible figured out, hold on, you going to do thing? who? Your best friend? Smoke it? You know, so it's like, <laughs> like, like that. 
But I was purpose purposely not saying his name when I would talk about it because I have has the friend wanted to enjoy the bombshell on the internet that Smoke was <laughs> getting married because everyone knows that Smoke lived his life. You know what I'm saying? Smoke had a great time <laughs> in his 20s and in his 30s. You know, so I know that I know that the, the shock wave was gonna be heard around the world and I just wanted to laugh at all the congratulations smokes because I know some of those congratulations came with a <gasps> <you> know, so. <laughs> so I can only speak for myself. When we taped on Monday, you never said you were in the wedding. You only said that you were DJing the wedding in Puerto Rico. It wasn't until Monday's pod where you said you were in the wedding. So then that yeah. got me to thinking. I was like, he's in the wedding. He's DJing <laughs> the wedding. And then I saw Cousin D. I was like, Smoke getting married. <laughs> I was like, Smoke getting married. I was like, Smoke getting married. And I hit you up. I was like, I, and then I, I saw Tone. He was down there. I was like, oh, it's 100%. If Cousin D there, Tone there, Killer there, not only he's DJing, but he's in it. Like, Peso there. He's getting married. Like, what? So that's dope, man. That, that's that's dope. And I saw some of the pictures that's already been posted, obviously, of Smoke and his wife. Dope. I saw the pictures of you and Cousin D and Smoke. Turtleneck gang out here with the chains <laughs> out. Your voice was looking clean. Your voice was looking clean, man, I must say. Yeah, I appreciate it, man. We uh, It was really nice to, you know, have the, the rehearsal dinner. Smoke did a great job of walking around the room, kind of sharing the importance of who everybody in this room meant to him and then Shay did it for her people. But the thing that I really didn't know is when Smoke was deciding between Atlanta or moving to LA 11 years ago, um, he had we had a, probably maybe two years prior to that met Tony for the first time. And we had built that relationship with Tony. It was genuine. They were really, they were really hitting it off as friends. Um, we all were, but you know, Tony and Smoke talked the most. So the whole conversation of like, man, you should come to LA. You know, I'm sure I'm sure things can roll for you out here just as well as it would in Atlanta. Long story short, he decided LA, shows up in LA and the very first night, Tone takes him out to Conga Room, kind of like, Welcome to LA, I'm gonna show you a good time. Takes him and cousin D to Conga Room. That's the night he met his now wife. Wow. He 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 met her that night, but lost the phone number. Now everybody knows LA traffic is crazy. Driving home. Realizes he lost the phone number, pulls over on the 101 to look for the number, looking in the car, looking in his pockets, checking seats underneath stuff, decides to go back two weeks later. She was there. They married. So so it, it was Tone was like the centerpiece in them meeting. So Tone didn't Tone didn't even know that. He didn't even remember that or know that. But <laughs> to kind of hear that story was really dope. So it was nice that Tone took a time out of his busy schedule. He had a show in Virginia Beach Thursday night. He didn't leave Puerto Rico until Thursday morning, so he flew straight, straight to work. Mm-hmm. You know, he asked, he enjoyed a week, uh, a couple of days of just you know being kind of down with us, with the boys, um, hanging out. We just was going places, checking out stuff. Um, and Tone's all about having a good time, so we really just enjoy each other's company. And then he really has to go make make people laugh. Thursday through Saturday, so he 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 left us went to work and he's flight his flight was good he was on the on the East Coast but everybody else going back to the Dayton canceled so it's like <laughs> see you Tom we we gonna be here another day brother 
Speaking of that, while you out on the beach in 85 degree weather, rooftop DJing, drinking, having a good time, Puerto Rican in it, whatever the hell that means. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Me and Dizzle, me and Dizzle were snowed in. Not only snowed in, iced in. Dizzle. I heard. Yeah. How was your. (laughs) Go ahead. Please please start from like. Cause we don't have no concept of when this shit started. All this I know is for is y'all. Like, hey. This is for both of y'all. <laughs> when I got back Friday and paid eighty eight dollars to get my car out of the parking garage because I was there another day, that highway was just nasty. It was cold. <laughs> the heat wasn't kicking in yet. I'm like, mm. what? It was such a depressing drive back, and that drive was already depressing. So it was it was just a depressing drive back from Columbus. So I need to know when this shit started. How bad it got? Was anybody out in it? I need all the details. Yeah, so shit. I think I said it on the pod before how my uh, realtor friend uh, threw me some, threw me a, a client. So I had a show on Wednesday night. The the storm was supposed to happen Thursday. So I'm thinking, I'm like, damn, if we get in on Wednesday night to this house, there's going to be nobody to see it for the next few days. So we might have an advantage. So we went in there that night on Wednesday night and uh, it started raining what right when we left at like six o'clock six o'clock was the rain well no it was raining all day it was pretty much raining all day Wednesday like just regular rain just regular rain and you got to remember this is like Ohio shit because it was what 50 degrees I believe either (laughs) earlier that week or that weekend it was like 50 degrees feeling good everybody was outside it rained all day Wednesday went on the showing like, yo, got to get in before the storm. That night is when it started turning to freezing rain. Yep. Okay. So Thursday. Well, Thursday was nothing but freezing rain all day. So it was wow. Wednesday rain all day. Thursday, freezing rain all day. We're like, okay, this shit about to really go down. That night, you start to see the flurries. Thursday night, Friday morning, this shit was like just nonstop. Snowstorm nonstop, and then did it keep snowing that next day, or yeah. was I tripping? Yeah, it yeah, okay. snowed all the way for Friday. It snowed all day Friday too. So it was literally a three day wow event of precipitation. Shitstorm, bro. Shitstorm, like he said, with the <laughs> with the freezing rain and the rain and the temperature dropping. Uh, I end up coming home on Wednesday. I end up coming home early on Wednesday. I was going to do the show from the house. I was going to do the sports show from the house, but we had some technical difficulties, so I wasn't able to do it. But I did my show for Thursday from the crib. So mm-hmm. I, I was in the house all day on Thursday. But, you know, being proactive, like, all right, we bought salt because they say it was going to turn to freezing rain. We threw out salt on the driveway. Like, yo, last year we made a terrible mistake of, like, letting the snowstorm do its due and then try to <laughs> shovel it. Which wasn't smart because it was layers of ice like a a mile thick. So we went out there with the with the salt to make sure it wouldn't freeze. So then the next day the snow piles on it. So we out there, we shovel in the morning. This is Friday. We shovel in the morning and everything like that. Cause I gotta go to the station. I got to do my show. I got like five commercials to cut. I got other stuff. Friday morning. Friday morning. So I'm out that bitch. Shouts out to the wife. Shouts out to the wife. Because I got the the snow shovel she got a push broom so she's pushing the snow and thank goodness we put down the salt because it, the broom was picking up the snow just as good as the shovel so we was yeah. able to knock out the driveway like that it was real quick 
real easy. Like, all right, cool. Put down some more salt. Driveway was clean. I was like, all right, we can get in and out of the driveway. <laughs> so, boom, I'm heading to the station. I leave like about 8.45. I'm driving. I'm driving. It's, the roads are not done. The roads are not done. The, the, <laughs> the main road, the main roads look like the back roads. <laughs> That's how it's looking. So I'm 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 busting the left, and then my book bag falls in the back seat. So just like everybody else do when something falls, you want to pick it up or whatever. So I get to a stoplight, I go to pick it up. I notice I forget the Comrex at the crib because I was going to try to do the show from the house on Wednesday, but Justin needed the Comrex for an event for the weekend. So I had to double back to the crib to get the Comrex. Trying to double back to the crib, nigga got stuck. Uh. <laughs> nigga got stuck, stuck. So I I see <laughs> I see I see NTB and I see the plow truck over at NTB. So I'm like, all right, boom, I'ma turn into NTB. What I don't see is that's not NTB. I'm turning into. I'm turning into a different parking lot. So this parking lot is not plowed at all. I, I'm in there. I'm gunning it. I get stuck. Shouts out to the NTB employees. Shouts out to this dude that work at one of them buffet joints. Shouts out to the dude over there at the Pizza Hut. They was able to push me out of there. It took about 45 minutes, but I was Damn. able to get out. <laughs> so, wait a so this second. is all happening Friday. This is Friday. This is Friday. So I took my black ass back home. I chilled for like an hour. And then I went to work. So I didn't even get on the air until noon. I, all the shit that I had planned to do prior to, I didn't get done till later. So, like, everything I had planned to get done just got pushed back and delayed, man. But it was a shit show, bro. It was a complete shit show. Well, That's one well, of them you crazy. just call off. Ain't no way I'm getting stuck. <laughs> Gotta go home. And then still you going back? That's a trooper. <laughs> what's crazy about hearing the hearing the timeline for me is once they canceled the flight i immediately wanted to go to like whio app and see what's going on at home so it's like see how much snow you've got in your area this is thursday night it's like dayton international 1.1 inch dayton one inch it said huber heights three inches my mom lives in union three inches i'm like they closed the flight for this i'm like whatever so i'm <laughs> DJing the party. It's not till I get up Friday morning about to leave for the flight. I look at that same thing and it's like six and a half inches here, seven inches here, five and a half inches here. I'm like, yo, it, it snowed like crazy. So I'm thinking my flight lands at two o'clock. It's gonna be like, how is this gonna? Happen? I'm thinking that's gonna get canceled. But um, the roads at two o'clock in Columbus was. I don't understand how fast they did that, but. We landed on a clean runway, and the highway itself was the only part that was, like Kev said, the main road's a little slushy, the side road's terrible, but the highway was clean. Mm, mm, mm. It was horrible, bro. It was horrible. But, you know, it is what it is. That's what happens in the great state of Ohio, man. It goes from 50 to rain, yeah. to icy rain, to snow. <laughs> and then two degrees <laughs> the next day. Brick, bro. Yeah. And that's that when I terrible. tried to go shovel my, my driveway. Cause I didn't <laughs> I, I didn't shovel it the first day. I'm like, fuck, we ain't got no salt. But um my cousin my wife's cousin stayed the night here 
and still had to go to work that next morning, which was Friday morning. Or was it Saturday? See, the, the days is blending together, man. I ain't left the house in, in about a week. So <laughs> <laughs> I ain't left the house since the showing. But we uh, she had got stuck. And I'm trying to shovel her. It, but at this point, that shit frozen as hell. It was like two degrees. <laughs> Big so she was stuck for a good hour. But hey, fuck yeah. the snow. I'm ready for it to get yeah, warm. Man. Right. This was was, was definitely some bullshit to come back to, I'll tell you that. (laughs) So, NFL, man, NFL. Obviously, there's a big game going down next week. The Super Bowl. The Cincinnati Bengals taking on the Rams. We know who Say it loud. Say it with your chest. (laughs) The Bengals taking on the Rams. So, let's get our official picks on wax let's get our official picks and score and score i need a score too killer you first cincinnati Bengals win what's the score because we know you picking the Bengals. the game will be tied 14 14 at half the third quarter chase goes for 100 the Bengals shock the world and win the super bowl 31 24 that's my call. 3124. <laughs> Write it down. I say uh I, I think the Bengals are gonna win. All these games, all these games have been going down to the wire. I think it's a, a game winning field goal by the rook. 24-21. Mm. Another one. And he going to go down in history for being the clutchest motherfucker in Bengals history. In <laughs> his first year. In his first year. Let me get this out the way. I hope y'all right. I hope y'all right. And I'm a Pittsburgh Steelers fan. But for the betterment of the Justin Kenner show with Kev Nash, Monday through Friday, mm-hmm. 3 to 6 on 1410 Wing AM, I hope the Cincinnati Bengals win. I am rooting for the Cincinnati Bengals because it is so funny hearing somebody that is so wrong all the time and then him having <laughs> to eat wrong. And that is why I am rooting for the Cincinnati Bengals so my co-host can be wrong and I can laugh in his face constantly. But what I think is going to happen, I think that Aaron Donald, Vaughn Miller, yeah, Jalen Ramsey, a lot of money up former, here. former Ohio State Buckeye, Jordan Fuller, I yeah. think they're going to be too much on defense for the Cincinnati Bengals. I think that, you know, everybody knows the Bengals defense, is, I mean, uh, offensive line is kind of garbage. They got a lot of big boys <laughs> up front that cause a lot of havoc, man. So I got the Rams winning 27-14. 27-14 Rams. But like I said, I hope I'm wrong. I'm rooting for the Cincinnati Bengals. I want to see my brother kill a calf happy. I want to see my brother Mike Wilson happy. I want to see my brother Jimmy Mack happy. I want to see all my people's happy. I want to see all my Cincinnati people happy. I want to see my brother Peanut happy. I want to see y'all happy. I want to see Hooper happy. You know what I'm saying? I want y'all to be happy yeah. about this dub. But I just think the Rams is too much. Kev, though, if if the Bengals win, is the station driving up to Cincy for the parade? Like, ain't that business? Hey, it's lit. <laughs> you know? Oh, Hey man, I I that's like a 50-minute drive. I am down. I am 100 percent down. And if they do, 
I'm calling it. If, they, if the Cincinnati Bengals win the Super Bowl, I'm going to the parade, and I'll be doing call-ins from the parade. I'll do my show from the fucking parade. I'll do my show from the parade. Absolutely. It'll be dope. It'll be dope. You know, I'm a Pittsburgh Steelers fan, but I ain't a hater. I salute the team that's doing their thing, man. So hopefully the offensive line can keep Joe Burrow standing upright to make them throws. If I can't ride in the van, just send me your location. I'm there. I'm there. So we got the picks out the way, man. And y'all doing a Super Bowl party? Y'all, what's the plans for the Super Bowl? What's the plan? It's so good out here. I might, I might kick it with my mom and my brother, but that's that's probably it. Man, Super Bowl a week from today, it might be 50. You never know. It's Ohio. <laughs> Fuck that. I said COVID. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm you're actually, right. I'm actually terrified because this week is the busiest week for edible arrangements. Valentine's Day falls on mm. Monday. Mm-mm. So starting on like February 11th, which is also my mother's birthday, shout to mom. So I think that's what Friday. Uh, the 11th is Friday. So starting Friday, um, I looked in the last two years, we was averaging 100 to 150 on Friday. We was averaging two to 250 the day like like the 12th and 13th, and the day of we was averaging 300 since they've owned the store. So. I've already voiced that I will be starting my work day at 4 to 5 p.m. on Sunday. So my concern is I'm going to have enough juice to get through this Super Bowl. So mm-hmm. my, my plan is to leave work by 2 or 3 just to get home, to get a nap, and wake up, watch the game. So that nap's going to be crucial to my success because I'm going to have a very 50 to 55, 60-hour type of work week this week. So mm-hmm. off well, uh, I- Monday – and I'm off Monday, Tuesday. So that tells you how many hours I'm going to put in between Wednesday and Sunday. So, um, But um, it's a great week for the owners. Owners are my guys. They've looked out for me tenfold over the years. So, you know, it's, it's a, not a fun week at all, but we, we put together a pretty good game plan and knocked that shit out. And it's always fun when it's with your people. So we don't get that shit done. So it's, it's all good. Yeah, we're not doing anything. We probably go uh, <laughs> do what we normally do, man. We probably gonna do some homemade pizzas, probably order some wings, watch the game, root for Joe Burrow and the Cincinnati Bengals to come away with a dub. Uh, so let's make sure we get this. I might on send you a bangle box. <laughs> hey man, I might send you a, some some orange and orange and black uh, strawberries for for the game, man. Don't push it. Don't push. It. Don't push. It. Don't push it. <laughs> uh, so, so let's put this on wax as well. I mean, obviously, we normally take the pod on Sundays and everything like that and release it on Monday. But I think we should take the pod on Monday. I mean, there could be a big yeah. time victory that Killer could be celebrating on the pod. It would make the whole pod about Killer. You know what I'm saying? And it's <laughs> in winning the Let Super Bowl. Or, something. okay, go ahead. Real quick, episode, what would that be? Uh, what number are we on? Six. What is this? This, So episode 282 would be the funniest episode of our podcast history because I would probably lose my shit that whole pod. It would be no talking to me for hours and hours because (laughs) if my my team win the Super Bowl, bro, it's going to be ugly. 
That's gonna be a, I've, I've already said it, man. I've, I've been wanting this to happen. So all I ever wanted was us to just get a playoff win. And then, I, then I said, I'll shoot for AFC chip. I never thought all oh, that shit was going to happen in one year. So right. for it to really be like, I can't remember a Pro Bowl that I ain't seen a Bengals helmet. Mm. I can't, I can't remember, you know, ever seeing the commercial to come on TV, like get your AFC championship shirt order now. And it'd be your team. Like all the shit that's happening is like what you, what I as a Bengals fan have wished for. So it's like, for it to be now and to be happening and some niggas performing on the halftime show, hey, I'm about to be turned. I don't think, I'm going to be drunk. I'm going to be real fucked up. <laughs> it's going, it, it's going down. Well, there it is. We taping the pod Monday at 7. Monday at 7. Win, lose, or draw. Yeah. Win, lose, that or works. draw. I'm going to still be, I'm gonna still be happy because we made it to the chip. There it is. There it is. And uh, we got to talk about the crazy news that happened in the NFL this week. Former Dolphins head coach Brian Flores mm. is suing the NFL, citing racial discrimination. Yeah, we going here. Yeah, we going here. What was y'all thoughts about his discrimination lawsuit? I know, Killer, you were down there on the beach having a margarita and having a good old time. <laughs> while You know, I had a lot of time but... on my hands to read all 60 pages of the, of the article. <laughs> so I will say real quick because I y'all definitely gonna have more to say than me. Um, Tony with, a, with his schedule, um, he was going to bed like four or five in the morning. Sleep was just all off, so it'd be days that we didn't catch Tony till one o'clock. So when we it was the day of rehearsal, uh, we did our wedding rehearsal, went down to have the dinner. He came in the dinner like yo, y'all been following Brian Flores shit. I've been in the room all day like he been. And out of sleep, trying to just rest up. So he broke down the whole shit for us at rehearsal dinner. So that was like our like first guy talk of the, of the rehearsal dinner. Was all the all the guys was chiming in about damn that shit crazy. But I he did a great job of breaking it down. It sounded like that you know Belichick kind of lit the ball on fire with the congrats text <laughs> to the wrong to the wrong Brian and the Brian he said to white Brian. <laughs> yeah, the black Brian. Like my shit ain't till Thursday. What you talking about? And then it sounded like it sounded like Elway and company showed up after a night of whatever. Showed up on some like, oh, you Brian? Oh, what's your favorite color? What size shoe you wear? Oh, we'll let you know. And then the next day hired the other Brian. It sounded like it was a bullshit ass interview. Sound like it was a uh, just to you know fill that fill that rule that the NFL continues to abuse. So I mean. I think that I'll say I'll say it wouldn't have got to the lawsuit point if it wasn't some hard evidence. And then for others like Hugh Jackson and other coaches that I think I'm not sure there's one more, but other people have chimed in to be like, you know, these people offering me, Brian included, offering a hundred thousand dollars a pop to lose lose games for us and you know, just not be a character individual like that. Like all that shit. I think those emails that Gruden got waxed for, like, that's some of that shit. I, I think all this shit, it couldn't have been just emails about Gruden. It couldn't have just been, you know, it was so many pages of emails that they was holding on to, and they released the two pages of Gruden shit, you know what I'm saying? So I feel like some of this is some, you know, some interns getting some, like, leak, you know, so some Me Too heroes ready to ready to, to shower something on somebody. So whatever, however it got broke. It wouldn't have got this far without some hard evidence. So I feel like this shit really gonna be something, and he really got a shot at 
you know, NFL might be fucking the not so popular league 10 years from now because the blank, blank, blank league is full of niggas that's over there. You know what I'm saying? So who knows? But we'll see. I'm with you, but I got a slight different take. My take on this is you got to do and Brian Flores, who's only 40 years old. He's only 40 years old. I mean, these dudes in the NFL, like Belichick is like 70. You know what I'm saying? These yeah. coaches coach a long time. So he has a long future ahead of him. But he was willing to say F my future because he's pissed off. He is pissed off about this shit. And I think the straw that broke the camel's back was the Giants interview with the whole Bill Belichick and the wrong Brian text. I think that's what pushed him over the ledge to basically start exposing what's been going on in the NFL. And Mm -hmm. I think the reason for the lawsuit is the NFL with Gruden, that was a self-investigation. So they can or cannot release those emails that or choose which emails get released. When you have a lawsuit, if it actually goes to trial, the judge can say, I want all the emails and they can Mm -hmm. release them because they're public record. Because this is an NFL situation. This is a on a court case. So I don't necessarily believe that he has enough evidence to prove that this was racial discrimination. When I read this stuff, it just seemed like a whole bunch of, you know how they get down. So speaking mm-hmm. to black man, a black man, a black woman, to black man or whatever, man, you know how they do. So he's just showing the things that, how they do and how they do these small, slight things that can't really be proven, but you know deep down inside, that's why. But when you right. have this case and they get the real emails and the emails come out, it's going to be some smoke in the city. It's definitely going to yeah. be some smoke in the city if it's something in those emails. Oh, yeah. I For feel a bunch like, of teams. <laughs> um, it's like all the John Gruden shit just happened, what, a few weeks ago, right? It wasn't too long, maybe a, a, t- a couple months. Am I tripping? Yeah, they came, it came out in October. Before, the emails uh, had been yeah. from a couple years ago. But the first I half just, of the season. It's like... I don't, the NBA never had this bad of a PR year. You know what I'm saying? It seemed like the NFL has just been on some bullshit. And I don't even know if, are we ever going to see those emails? Because we thought we was going to get some juicy shit when Colin Kaepernick took him to court. And we ain't heard a thing about it. So. Well, yeah, the difference between Kaepernick and Brian Flores, Kaepernick ended up selling it out of court before that shit came out. You know what I'm saying? So is is it too late for Flores to do that? Is it too late for that? No, he can he can settle. But I mean, from everything he's talking about the NFL, he I'm not sure how feasible this is. He wants to change people's hearts. You're not gonna change people's hearts, man. You're not gonna change people's minds. And I think the NFL, I think they're doing all they can. I think it's on the GMs and the owners. Like, the NFL, like, Roger Goodell has all these rules in place. Well, you can't do this. You can't do that. You can't do this. You can't do that. You got to do it like this. But there's no penalty to the organizations, excuse me, because technically they're following the rules. But just like any rules, there's always loopholes. There's always a loophole around it. Like, hey, man, we got to interview a minority candidate. Dial up Mike Jones. All right, Mike Jones, you're our candidate. All right, I talking to Mike Jones, and then they go hire Bobby, Bobby, Bobby. You know what I'm saying? Ricky Bobby's the head coach. You know what I'm saying? So they just do do those type of things. So I, 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 
I'm not sure how far it's gonna go, but I want the emails, bro. I want the back. Yeah, I want the I want the emails because all this I feel like this shit has been going on. I've heard heard about the Rooney Rule year after year after year. They talk about it every year, and yeah. for this to still be a, a topic year after year after year, is there ever gonna be a, a time a better time than now to re- release the emails? Man, no. My my thing about it is the Rooney Rule came up by uh, the former owner of the Pittsburgh Steelers. They're the only organization that actually used the Rooney Rule. They were set up to hire uh, when Bill Cowher retired from the Pittsburgh Steelers. They were set to hire their offensive line coach as the next head coach. They did the Rooney Rule and everything like that, and they quote unquote found Mike Tomlin and hired him instead. Now Mike Tomlin, yeah. one day when he retires, he'll be in the Hall of Fame. So what you mean to tell me, you got to be a Hall of Fame coach, Hall of Fame black head coach to get a shot. That's crazy. That's crazy. crazy. Many, many turncoats, as many dudes, white coaches get chance after chance after chance after chance. And the brothers just don't get shit. You get one chance. You get one chance. Like, I can't think of another black head coach that's had more than one coaching opportunity outside of Tony Dungy. Yeah. Like Tony Dungy coached the Buccaneers and he coached the Colts. I really can't think of another black head coach who's had multiple stops as a head coach mm-hmm. in the NFL. It's like all, a lot of one and done. The hearts, the hearts that Flores is trying to change are the hearts of billionaires over and over, old white men. Like, yeah. good luck telling them anything because <laughs> they don't, Facts. they, they move at their own drum and do what they want for real for real so i don't know uh how successful you're gonna be at changing hearts of people that uh don't play by the rules they don't have to (laughs) it's madness out here well killer we know what you're doing for valentine's day weekend you working and then you watching the big game dizzle you and the wife got any plans uh not at all and i'm off on that monday so i need to think of something but probably probably some nice little dinner at the crib. Nothing nothing too crazy. We've been putting all our fucking money in uh like the renovations, man. We just got our floors done. Reno man, just, Reno man. <laughs> and then we just got a um had to open up a, a credit card to get some furniture. So grown up that. shit. I yeah, know. this is this is out here living that married life, training dogs. I saw the dog video. I saw the wife getting busy <laughs> training. Wow. Oh, we about did, to go through How did she go with Lowe's? How did she go with Lowe's? Uh, it looked good. Yeah, shit. They it took them a lot longer to get things done, but uh, the floors is they laid the floors. Shit looked perfect. Um, and now that we got new floors, it's like really time to get some furniture shit going because we basically been using the same furniture we had uh, in the apartment. Um, and the dogs done ripped up the couch. If you sit at a certain spot on the couch, you might just fall right in the couch. <laughs> they done dug a hole, basically. So we keep like a little cover over it. So now that, um, you know, we're in, we're settled, it's time to start, you know, upgrading some of the furnitures and getting the backyard together and really getting popping. But as you know, as a homeowner, the list never ends. So I'm sure when we're done with this, we'll figure out something else to start working on. It never <laughs> ends, bro. Ever. It's always it a project. Ends. Always a project. That's it. That's all I'm doing. I'm saving money for Valentine's Day. (laughs) 
Yeah, uh, I'm gonna go hit up a uh, cheesecake factory. Go get us two slices of cheesecake. Probably, uh, we probably actually gonna celebrate Valentine's Day on Saturday. Uh, so hit up cheesecake factory. Go get a couple slices. Find a good movie to watch. Open a box yeah. of wine. <laughs> yeah, kick, keep it simple. Kick, kick, kick yeah. back and chill, man. Big kick back and chill. A lot of music. A lot of music dropped on Friday. I don't know where y'all was at. Y'all better have been in your Apple Music, man, because Nikki and Lil Baby dropped a joint called uh, Do We Have a Problem? Dr. Dre dropped a six-pack. Had joints with M, Ross, Nipsey Hussle, Snoop, Busta, Ty Dolla Sign, uh, YG, Moneybag Yo, and J. Cole got a track. Scared Money, Bendy the Butcher, and J. Cole, Johnny P's Cadillac. Nobody dropped. Oh, didn't see that. Yo got it dropped and uh two chains drop. I saw that as well. I saw that as well. I didn't yeah. get a chance to listen to it. So please tell me, did y'all check out any of these new music? That scare money got yeah, that that got played. That's that's gonna be a banger. That's uh right up my alley for the parties. I definitely heard that. That's the um the track mm-hmm. with uh YG Money Bag Yo, J. Cole. Mm-hmm. Um, nice to hear J. Cole, you know, put down the basketball for a second. I appreciate it. So, um, I'm always a big fan of hearing new Cole shit. I always uh, like to see Kev's excitement. I know Kev definitely going to check it out. So, um, But I, I checked out the Nicki record. I haven't touched the Dre shit yet. I need to get into that. And I haven't heard the Johnny uh, or the other J. Cole record. I haven't heard that. Yet. Fire. Fire. Is it? Okay. Yeah, so one of the things that I wanted to get done on Friday, I was trying to get to the station early, was load all these songs that I had, man. So I, I did get a chance to load the Nicki and Baby, Lil Baby. I loaded that Benny Butcher and J. Cole, loaded that J. Cole, YG, and Money Bad. Yo, a couple of joints off that, Dr. Dre. And, you know, like, that's my role at the station, to find these songs. Well, not find. I mean, it ain't hard to find. All you got to do is jump on social media, but... You know, to make sure those songs are loaded and played throughout the weekend because you don't want to be sounding like the same old shit when there's tons of new music out here to play. So played them songs all weekend long. Got a lot of positive feedback. Nice. Man, I was asking this question because I'm a Nicki. I'm a Nicki Minaj fan. But is she or can she come out with a good collection of songs in the female-driven Time like we got Meg the Stallion that's going crazy. Yeah. Uh Cardi B. Like it's new, it's some new blood out there. Doja Cat is arguably a Nikki. She's a she's a branch from the Nikki tree. Like I can hear Nicki Minaj and Doja Cat. But Doja Cat right now is probably one of the biggest stars out there. Mm-hmm. So we got mm-hmm. three female rappers that can get busy. And then Nicki Minaj, when was the last time she dropped? Was it Queen? The album Queen? It maybe had a couple couple radio songs on there, but I don't think it was anything worthwhile on that album. If I'm not mistaken, I may be wrong. You right. Like, the last mm-hmm. Nicki song that I was really fucked with, Heavy, was Bees in a Trap. And that shit was like 10 years ago. Like, that's yeah. the last <laughs> song that I was like, man, this shit is a fucking banger. And I mean, like, of course, she got radio hits. You know what I'm saying? People like radio songs. Which is fine. I mean, I work there at the radio, so I mean, but shit that I would personally listen to, these in the trap is like the last song that I was like, oh yeah, I had this <laughs> to the playlist. That shit was hard. That shit still hard. This song with Lil Baby, it's alright. It's a radio record. Motherfuckers blowing my line up, asking to play it a million times. So 
Give me that one. <laughs> okay, yeah. Last album was Queen. And I'm trying uh, to look up. Okay, Good Form. No. I that song with Lil Wayne. That was aight. You know what I'm saying? Chun-Li. Like, those yeah. are the last songs. Yeah, Chun-Li those are the last that joints that she came out with. And, oh, she had What Dreams was on there, too. I don't know that one. <laughs> oh man, I'm like I said, I'm a Nikki fan. Deep cuts, deep cuts. I'm just waiting on Kendrick, man. I'm I'm hoping that the Super Bowl he announces project or does something, bro. But just Kendrick Lamar, bro. If you're listening, if you can hear this, bro, we need you to drop. <laughs> of course, K. Drop. Of course. <laughs> Let's get some quick hitters before we slide up out of here, man. Anthony Hamilton versus Music Soul Child going down on Tuesday. Y'all watching? Who you got? Man, two of my favorite R&B artists, by, for sure. Um, um, I would have to pick... I'm going to go with music. I think he just got songs that uh, people are going to know more of. Anthony Hamilton got a bunch of hits. Don't get me wrong, but uh, some of the music stuff is timeless. I play it at every gig at some point. Um, just about... Uh, whether it be a wedding, dinner music, or you know, early on the party side, I can find something that usually music so childish can fit into. So I would think I'll definitely tune in as long as it ain't a late start. I'm uh, <laughs> versus uh, held held near dear to my heart during 2020 is kind of fading away a little bit when outside open back up. But yeah, I definitely I definitely will tune in and if worst case scenario, watch the highlights on YouTube. Sitting here, guess I didn't make bail. <laughs> there you go. Got That's time it. the story to change. <laughs> this would be a good one. I'm, I'm a uh, nah, cause music so child. I would say was my favorite R&B artist growing up. I think he had like the hits that a, a child me could get off with a chick back in middle school. Like he had them, he had them joints, man. I'm, I'm going with music, but this would be a good one. Is it not on Valentine's Day? No, it's on Tuesday. the day after. It's on the Tuesday for some strange they, reason. They could have, they could have, man, they could have made it a Monday night thing. That's that could have been the playlist for tonight. Right? Absolutely hooked a lot of Playboys up, man. Uh, right. I'm going with yeah. music as well. Uh, yes, Anthony Hamilton. Uh, got the Charlene, which is gonna always be one of my favorite cuts. But mm-hmm. it's just music just got too many bangers, dog. Yeah. It's just too many, man. It's too many in the name. I think he has a legit, like, you know, normally when we do this whole versus conversation, we ask the question, do he have 20? Do she have 20? <laughs> this motherfucker got 20. What out of that? Hell yeah. yeah and I, I mean, maybe, not, maybe it's because I'm a fan like that. Maybe I'm a big fan of the first two albums where there were no skips to me personally. But dude got some smackers, man. He got a lot of, a lot of deep cuts. Shit, what what he gonna do? What what Anthony Hamilton gonna do when boom dum boom dum boom dum boom 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 It's over. It's oh. over. <laughs> Tap out, bro. Tap out. That's Charlene tough. ain't gonna help you on this one. <laughs> nah, that's a good one though. I'm with it. Uh, so shoot, congratulations to Rihanna, ASAP Rocky. They got a little one on the way. Congrats, congrats, congrats. There was a big story about people unfollowing Rihanna once they found out she was pregnant. <laughs> What's y'all thoughts about that? The haters gonna hate. 
hate. I'm sure I'm Drake. Hate. Drake was one of them. <laughs> <laughs> them Drake memes is hilarious, bro. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Rihanna, one of those ones that you just be like, man. Somebody finally got her, you know. <laughs> she she following that like Megan Good, you know, just mm-hmm. few of those few of those people, Lauren London, that you'd be like, damn, who's the juice ball that got this? Cause it ain't never ain't never like the, <laughs> the Prince Charming you think it is. It's always somebody like left field, like this thing, this the one that won. Mm. So, you hit the hottie yeah. hotline. You won. ASAP yeah. run for that, man. Uh I know. Personally, a person who shall remain nameless that unfollows girls he has a crush on once they become engaged or pregnant, man. They mm. shall remain nameless, but you know, <laughs> that's funny. He listens to the pod. <laughs> Listen, bro, you know who I'm talking about. Yeah, so he knows. <laughs> he knows who he is. <laughs> uh, last one for me, at least. Color Purple getting a remake. Fantasia. Is gonna be starring in it. Uh, Danielle Brooks, you know, she was in Orange's New Black. Taraji P. Henson gonna be in it. Uh, Halle Bailey from Chloe and Halle gonna be in it. Uh, her is also gonna be starring in it. So, what y'all feel about this Color Purple remake? I like the lineup, so I'll probably check it out. The lineup sound sound quality. So, usually with a quality lineup, you know, it gets a waste of time because. You liked them for when you liked them, and then for it to be 20 years later and try to bring that memory back, and it's never that good. So, um, but I'm gonna check it out. It's, it's, it's a black shit. I'm gonna check it out. Is this uh, uh, before your time, Dizzle? I'm about to say, I've never seen Color Purple. I just know some oh, of the famous no. lines. Um, Revoke my mom's black car. Revoke is it just something that I is this something that I gotta watch though? Yes, yeah. it's the Color Purple, yeah, man. Come I've on. seen it, Dizzle. I tell you something. Yeah, I've seen, I've seen Roots. My mama white. I knew you were <laughs> Roots, though. If I've seen Roots, do I need to watch the color purple? Like, uh, if yes. I see one, do I need to see the other? Are they even yes. similar yeah, at all? Similar, sir, at no, all. No, uh, not yeah. at all. I just know somebody. <laughs> know somebody either spitting somebody drink or like put something in somebody drink. Harpo, you show this ugly. Are, are these lines? <laughs> <laughs> Has your wife seen it? Definitely not. If I ain't seen it, she ain't seen it. She uh, got a lot of black movies she got to see. I think this was on the old episode where we counted them. But uh, I, this is on my list of I guess I got to see. I'm not, I'm not about to try to. I don't want to cry. It's not a comedy. Like It's oh, not like okay. life. It's definitely not a comedy. It's got funny yeah. moments in it. But it, especially like when I watched it as a kid or whatever, it was like, whoa. What's going on here? Like it's it'll make you say whoa, but it's a real good movie. Uh, one of them joints that when it come on VH1, the wife always stop and sit and watch for at least fifteen minutes. Matter of fact, I think it was on yesterday. She got her fifteen minutes of color purple on man. So I'm here for it. I'm definitely here for it. It's a classic. Getting a good uh, remake from Oprah Winfrey and everything like that. I'm here for it. I can't believe you never so, seen purple, bro. <laughs> nope. <laughs> So the only other thing I got is uh, y'all watch Power because it's coming out Monday. So they got till today to watch this shit. So we talking about it. So. <laughs> I watch it. You know how I get down. You know how I get down. I've been saying this the last three weeks. Some people go to church Sunday morning. 
We watched <laughs> our Sunday morning. We watched it bright and early. Uh, matter of fact, we watched the season finale this morning, and then we watched Tommy this afternoon. So we always caught up with power. We powered up. We ready to talk about power. And the main reason we watch it at 9 o'clock in the morning on a Sunday is because if you dare, if you dare touch Twitter, if you dare yeah. touch Facebook, if you dare touch yeah. Instagram, it will be spoiled for you. So yeah. first thing in the morning, get up, grab a bowl of cereal, fire up the fire stick. Oops, I didn't mean to say that. Watch <laughs> and, and and watch it, and then we can get on social media because if you don't, it'll get spoiled for you. But we watched yeah. it. Facts. Yeah, we watched it. Um, I had to work today, so I had to be there at 8.30, so I woke up about 5, 30, 6 o'clock like normal, and it just hit me like, oh, power probably came on. What I didn't realize is that was it. So I'm like, because I didn't really catch the number 10, I had to go back and say, oh, that was the last one. So yeah. how it ended, how it wasn't no preview, I was sitting there waiting for the juice, like, <laughs> she back. What the happened to Reek? I was waiting for it, and I'm like, "Oh shit, that was that was it." So, um, yeah, I, I I enjoyed it. I thought it was a it was a good a good final episode. I thought it had a, of course, some some shock value. It had some some doll things that I think it was a waste of time. But overall, great episode. And uh, what, what I do you think it. was a waste of time? <laughs> the they always gotta had a gay shit. I, don't, I mean, he <laughs> just. To, but to each his own. canceled. <laughs> <laughs> nah, to, to each his own. I just don't see why. Like, like they in the midst of trying to get people killed. They in the midst of in the shits. It's like, I need, I need to see you. It's an emergency. It's like, man, you ain't leaving all that shit to go say hi. To your, have a good. You know practice. what? Come on. <laughs> Come on. I was, I was thinking that when the, when he uh sent them the text. And actually was like, yeah, I'll be on my way. Cause I'm like, they was literally formulating the hit and yeah. like shit was shit was about to happen. And he was like, <laughs> right. all right, yeah, I'll come see you real quick. I'm like, nigga got his priorities jacked. That's what I was all thinking. Oh, and I, I would be saying that if he wasn't gay, if it was a girl calling him trying to I'm know like, yeah, see him. Like, dude, focus on the task. Like they're trying to kill your father. They're trying to kill the connect. You got the bag. It's all this shit going on. You going to see your boyfriend? That nigga wait. <laughs> He'll be there. <laughs> you know where you stay yeah. at. Priorities, but, man. Priorities. Can we clap it up for Braden, man? Let's clap it up for Braden. Oh, yeah. Hey, shots I wasn't to, ready shots for that. Finally, finally somebody holding us down. You know what I'm saying? I appreciate it, Braden. <laughs> Man, that when was great. he did that shit, I was like, man, Tariq should walk out the courtroom like George Jefferson. Like, yo, I'm free. <laughs> George Jefferson. <laughs> <laughs> man. Right. Because right. held him down. Now, Braden getting more or less kicked out of school, pulled out of school and everything like that. Shit. But he uh, thought he was going to be all right. R.I.P. to Dizzle's girlfriend. Yeah, man. I'm not convinced. I'm not convinced <laughs> she's dead. <laughs> But nah, there's enough baddies on the show. I can't even be mad. One gone, we got two more, and I'm sure they're going to introduce a new. And I'm sure they got somebody new for next season. Show. To follow up uh-huh. with because <laughs> Effie been looking good as the season. Effie wasn't looking that good in the beginning. She was she was all right, but as the season progressed, I think it was that episode 
where she really wore the dress when they were still in the the pearls or whatever. They was in a store. From that episode on, Effie was uh she's you know making her way up to the tizop. <laughs> do, do you think that that's our last time seeing Tasha and Yes? I hope so. You think we? I, I think Probably. that was like the final the final goodbye for them because you know. Yeah, that was like a wrap-up scene for that. So Yeah, you got to end that storyline. You can't just keep dragging that shit out every season. Oh, here comes yeah. a, my mom episode. <laughs> like, like yeah. all right, at least put them on the back burner for like a season or two or something like that, man. But, exactly. you know, when Mary J shot Dante Mecca, whatever the fuck his name is, <laughs> I, well, that's how they keep this nigga in the drug game because – that nigga Dante never got to send that transaction to Tariq's money, so now he's stuck. So, still yeah. gang. Hey, I gotta give a RIP, man, to Zeke. You know, uh-huh. what I'm saying? the the meme king. I feel yeah. sorry for him, bro, because every time he's gonna be out, this nigga will forever be Zeke, the goofy, dumb right. faced, founded motherfucker, bro. Whatever he Have does in his acting career, he's gonna be Zeke to me. <laughs> Facts. Have you have y'all seen his Instagram page? Yes. Mm-mm. Did you know this man can sing? Yes, I found that out this week. Uh oh. I thought I thought that dummy shit was like on him. I thought that was him. So, uh, so that's not his real life persona. He's acting. No, he's really good. Actor. He's, he's really good. <laughs> I thought he they just found someone that was perfect for the role. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that's what I said. He he sung a I think it was a Giveon song and he tore it down. I said, oh, he's he kind of normal. He I mean, he had normal facial you know expressions. I said, oh shit, mm-hmm. this motherfucker gonna be famous in about two more years. He's gonna be out here. So all right, Peter well, let Zeke, me let me man. find out. Let me find out then because I thought that yeah. boy was just Zeke. That's what I thought, bro. I'll find it for you and send it to you. That that brother, man, he's the victim of this whole shit, man. The victim. Yeah, fact. It been been lied to his whole life, and now he caught a hot one in the back and died from his uh. I don't even know who this who's Lorenzo. Who would Lorenzo be to him? Like, cause he would None. think that that's his uncle, but is his mom's husband, but not his stepdaddy. Like, it's all fucked up. Mm-hmm. Either way, either way, he gone. He gone, but man. Thing is though, unless, unless he unless Lorenzo told himself, don't nobody know. <laughs> yeah. Everybody know that that he did it, so you know we'll, we'll see. We'll see how well Z does in the interview during the offseason. See if he come back or not. At least, at least in like the storyline, because there's gonna have to be some type of you know they all gonna be gunning for who kills Z, and they're yeah. gonna find out. You know what I'm saying? So we'll see. All bad, man. All bad. Well, shit, there it is. Another episode of You Can't Make This Up Podcast. Kev Nash. DJ Killer Kev. Hey, Dizzle. We out till mo- next Monday where we celebrate the Cincinnati Bengals. <laughs> <laughs> we recapping the Super Bowl next week. Peace. Peace.